I V M. News Kids on the Block. We bring to you stories that top the nation's papers, fresh from the Assent International School and IVM desk. Hi, I'm Kavya. I'm Anya. And I'm Trivik. And I think we'll start by introducing each other. So Trivik is um, a very naturally annoying person, but other than that, he is very crazy about football, specifically Liverpool. Like I'm not exaggerating, he will die for that club. Um, he's super energetic, and he's always making really bad jokes that are never funny. And yeah, that practically summarizes him. Okay, Kavya, since you've done such a great job with Trivik, I'll do you. Kavya is a dancing gymnast. Like literally, I have never seen anybody been like I have never met a more flexible person in my life. She is also our in-house Taylor Swift and ape enthusiast. Like, मतलब literally, she is obsessed with monkeys. Well, I'll take my I'll go now and I will describe you, Anya, because you are quite definitely the strangest person I know. Whether it's Maggie or being an India enthusiast, the only word I could describe you with is annoying. Well, now that we've got those out of the way, welcome to the first ever episode of News Kids on the Block, where we give you all the top news updates of the week, and we'll start with a little COVID update. So, as you guys probably know, on the 11th of June, 2021, a new variant of the coronavirus was identified, and it was known as the Indian variant, which was named Delta Plus. Kavya, there have been quite a few variants, right? So, what makes this one so different? Yeah, so there are a few, but the main one that I've read, um, according to the chairman of the NTAGI, he said that it was found that this variant has a greater liking for the lung tissue, so it affects them more, um, compared to the other strains. But he also said that it does not mean that the variant causes more diseases that are severe, and it also doesn't mean that it spreads more easily. Oh, okay. So lately, there have been a lot of apprehension about how future waves of COVID will affect children. Has there been any clarity on that? Yeah, actually, the government did provide a bit of clarity on that. So obviously, there, like you said, there was a lot of um tension around that. But the government clarified that while there is a risk that children might get COVID in the th- in the future waves, the third wave specifically. Um, and there is a chance that they might get COVID. So it's still important we stay safe. But notice is that children will automat will often remain asymptomatic. And even if they do get COVID, they won't be affected as badly. And the ch- the rate of hospitalization for children isn't very high. So even if they do get it, it probably won't be as severe. Obviously, that doesn't apply for every person and every kid. But that's what they've noticed as a common pattern. Thanks, Kavya. In other news in India, there was a recent unfortunate case of terror when two bombs were dropped on an air force base in Jammu. The Indian Express reported two back-to-back explosions, which, according to sources, occurred at one thirty-seven in the morning and then one forty-two in the morning, respectively. That's so unfortunate. We hear stories like this way too often. Were there any casualties? There were two injured IAF personnel, Warrant Officer Arvind Singh, and as well as leading aircraftsman SK Singh. They were both given first aid, and sources across intelligence said that none of them heard a drone or anything like that. And they all gave statements that they came out of the building and then heard a blast. And then this, when the second blast happened, that's when they got injured. Currently, the authorities are suspecting that the Lashkar e Taiba is most probably behind this unfortunate attack. Yeah, and after the terrorist attacks on the Jammu Air Force Station, the police registered a case and an FIR under Section 16 and 18 of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. Um, anyways, let's take a quick break and come back. Stay tuned because we have a lot more news on the other side.
Welcome back. You're listening to News Kids on the Block. This is Trivik. And for our next story, let's take a trip slightly more to the West, where Derek Chauvin, the ex-police officer involved in the murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis last year, was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison last Friday night. Judge Peter Cahill stated that the sentencing was not based on emotion or the opinion of the public, but that he wanted to acknowledge the deep and tremendous pain that all of the families are facing, especially the Floyd family. What were the charges he faced, Rivek? The ex-law enforcer was charged with second-degree and third-degree murder in addition to second-degree manslaughter in the death of George Floyd, which occurred on the 25th of May, 2020. Well, I mean, given how sort of publicized and how much traction the Black Lives Matter movement gained after George Floyd's death, what were the public perceptions about this and just kind of the outrage that filled the United States? Did like the world see it as a fair sentence? Well, in terms of unlawful use of deadly force, this was one of the longest sentences ever. However, you know, like you said, this was not just any case. This was a very publicized case. And, you know, there were marches everywhere, which, you know, it sparked a big cause of support to the Black Lives Matter movement. And while it was the longest ever sentence given to a case like this one. Um, local protest leader Nikima Levy-Armstrong said what the public were thinking and that is just because it's the most time doesn't mean it's enough time. And they, while it was a, a fair sentence in terms of the justice system of America, the public felt it was he deserved more time. Well, some controversy that's currently happening in the US involves Britney Spears. Wait, she's that singer, right? She sang that song... Uh, it's called Toxic or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. The one with the really like the violin-y. Okay, we don't need to subject people to my singing on the first episode. Um, Yeah, so she has been in the media a lot recently after her court case against her father has taken off. Um, In it, she requested to the long-running conservatorship saying that she is exploited, she can't sleep, she's depressed and that she cries every day. But sorry, what is a conservatorship? Under the American law, I believe a conservatorship is the um, is like when you appoint a guardian um, as per the law to manage like not just the financial affairs, but even like the daily life of another person. So usually this will happen to people who are mentally, you know, ill or to people who who have dementia or something like that, or they're just like unable to maintain themselves. Uh, in Britney's case, her father is the one who has complete control over her. NPR reported that their arrangement requires Britney's what is estimated to be around $60 million. Her fortune is completely controlled by her father, who has legal power to negotiate business opportunities and any other financial thing that she might want to do. Wait, Britney's peers was a thing a long time ago. Why has this become so important right now? Well, because last Wednesday, which was the 23rd of June, she officially asked the court to end this conservatorship and she made an extremely public statement saying that it's my wish and my dream for this to end. I just want my life back. And, you know, through her statements and through the court, she talked about how if she can take care of herself, just fine. She's paying other people. Why can't she have her own money? And I really like what this one magazine called Harper's Bazaar said. Um, and I'm quoting them here. There's a lot we don't know about the extent of Spears' mental health. But we do know that she is able enough to work, perform for audiences, record albums and make money. 
cash that is then overseen by her father. She isn't, however, apparently capable of making a decision about whether to have a baby or how to spend her earnings. She isn't even allowed to choose the color of her kitchen cabinets. And I think that that just speaks a lot of the kind of control that you can give to someone over the law. And Britney Spears, like, we know Britney Spears. You've heard her songs. You've heard Toxic. We just quoted it for you. So with all of that, like, she's still got someone literally controlling her life. Yeah, that seems really intense, like I said. And I think I can't imagine being such a big influence and still having another person control, having so much control over my life. I think with that, we'll take a break. Welcome back. You're listening to News Kids on the Block. This is Trivik, and let's dive into the world of sports, where recently... In the world of football, like Kavya said, the sport which is basically my life at this point. And Switzerland took on France in the blockbuster game of the round of 16 of the UEFA European Championship. Um, the game ended 3-all and Vladimir Petkovic's men knocked out the favourites of the competition in a penalty shootout. I wasn't, I didn't watch that match because I didn't really watch my football. But I heard a lot of like drama and I heard that it was very crazy. Can you walk us through what happened there? Well, there were many brilliant performances from the Switzerland team in particular. You know, they had to limit the France's team's opportunities to win this game because in terms of, I guess, individual quality, France had a very superior team. But on the day, Switzerland came together as a team and they held the score at 3-3. They sent it to penalties and where they won, obviously. Um, A standout performer on their team was Granit Xhaka, the Arsenal man who was linked to He's probably going to join AS Roma after the end of the European Championship. He put in a brilliant performance. He was the anchor in the midfield for Switzerland. And it's a shame that they're going to be missing him in their next game because he's picked up too many yellow cards and has been suspended for the quarterfinals. Well, I know that Kylian Mbappe missed the penalty. And I'm pretty sure that that's what sent France home. And I mean, just to think about how traumatizing missing that penalty was, for a, especially for a player of his stature. Well, Mbappe is a pretty... You know, he is a superstar in the world of football and he's also very young. And he his career is pretty, I think, it doesn't have any bad, many bad moments so far. He's not really been at fault for any losses until this moment. And I think every great player has their one choke moment. But I believe he can only learn from this experience and that next time a penalty of this level comes, you know, he has to take a penalty of this level or is faced with a moment of such high pressure. I don't think he'll miss. I guess you could say that. Uh, Kareem Benzema also returned to this France team. He was the other striker. He scored two goals and he had a brilliant performance in the whole Euros. He scored four goals overall and is currently only one goal behind top scorer Cristiano Ronaldo who probably won't, neither of them will probably win the golden boot as they've both been knocked out of the tournament. But I think his return to France's team was a success. But not for them. I guess you could say that Kareem's return to the French side wasn't a dream. Um, I also heard that there was some upset in the French dressing room after the game, right? Yeah, French central defender Ferran accused his right-back Pavard of making too many defensive errors. And Pavard complained that he didn't receive enough defensive cover from their midfielder Pogba. And then Varane went and talked to Pogba, who then approached Pavard and told him to say it to his face. So it's all very high school. And there was a lot of immature behavior in the French dressing room. And hopefully, before the World Cup shows up in a year or so, um, they can pattern up and put on a good show. Well, all this talk about the World Cup, we've got something kind of similar approaching us. Kavya, do you want to walk us through some exciting things that we can look forward from the Indian side um, this upcoming Olympics? I think it starts in less than a month at this point. 
Yeah, so um, we thought we just thought we would take you through three athletes, Indian athletes who are part of the Indian Army that we can look forward to seeing at the Tokyo Olympics. That's so cool, and I think it's such a great representation of our country and our armed forces. And not gonna lie, it's kind of eerily coincidental that we have three athletes from the Indian Army now. When you know, just after Milka Singh's unfortunate demise, it just seems like a little coincidental to me. In a good way. Yeah, and there's actually more than three. I just had to keep it short today. But let's start anyway. So the first one is Satish Kumar. He is a 32-year-old um who joined the army in 2008, and he's a, he's been part of many. He's actually he's a boxer, if I didn't mention. And he's been, he's been a part of many boxing tournaments. He won a bronze medal at the 2014 Asian Games, and in fact, he was also a part of the 2018 Olympics where he won a silver medal. Wow! It seems like we can expect some great things from him this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, next is Neeraj Chopra. He is a 23-year-old who joined the army as a, at a very young age, actually, in the year 2013, and he's a junior commissioned officer. And he'll be taking part in the javelin throw. He actually currently holds the national record of 88.07 meters, and he has won a gold medal in the 2018 Asian Games and the Commonwealth Games. And last but definitely not least. There is Tarundeep Rai. He is a 37-year-old. He is also a junior commissioned officer who is currently in the army, and he made his debut in archery in 2003 when he was only 19 years old. He is the first Indian archer to win an individual medal at the Asian Games, which was in 2010. Um, so like I said, we can only fit in three today, but there are so many more, and we will be. We'll definitely be cheering for them behind our TV screens. That's all we have for you today. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcast. That's I V M P O D C A S T S on Twitter and Instagram. We'll see you next week. Do share this episode with your folks. Stay safe and don't forget to do your homework.